And listen, it looks easy what they do, but it's really not easy. They just do it with such grace and anointing that they just make it look easy. You know, they just make it look like it's just a breeze. But it's really not easy to get up here and to do that and to lead. I mean, you barely want to lead yourself into the presence of the Lord. Imagine how they feel having to lead everybody to the presence of the Lord, you know. They, they got to get everybody on charge to get ready to get up and sing and minister to the people of God. But we thank God that they are, they're consistent and they're diligent when it comes to doing that. Amen? And so we just believe that, again, the, the expansion is in the harvest. So today, while they're working on that, I, I wanted to talk about, and the title today was going to be God-Sized Dreams. So you're going to need your Bible today, all right, because it may not pop on the screen. You're actually going to have to flip pages today. I know we're going to go back to the ancient times today where they used to have Bibles and flip Bibles, you know. So there's a Bible in front of you <laughs> in, the, in the pew. Some of you are like, wow, I haven't. <laughs> See how spoiled I got y'all? So, so uh, if, you have a, uh, if you have the app on your phone, actually, there is a Bible on the phone as well. Uh, oh, great. So um, you could do that as well. I'm going to try to go into the app, Mike, because it wouldn't take it. I'm going to try again. Let's see if I can connect. If it doesn't connect, uh, if I can get through the first two slides, then that will be great. All right, so we're going to be talking about God-sized dreams, right? Um, if, you, if you know you've been a part of RCC for a while, you know we don't, we don't dream small at RCC, right? We, we, we dream large. We believe that God has a great plan for his people. And when you have the backing of, and you got to think about this, the backing of an entire kingdom. How do you dream small with the backing of an entire kingdom? How do you reach small with the backing of an entire kingdom? Amen. And so God never asks you or asks you to downsize what you believe can happen according to your resources and what you have at your disposal. If that was the case, we would never get anything done, Right. Uh, we would have never even came to Philly if I looked at my own resources. Never would have been standing here before you if I was looking at my own resources, right? But when you're looking at the resources of the kingdom of God, it makes things a whole lot easier. Because last week we looked at that it's not our job to do it. He does it. It's his job. He does it all. He, he handles everything. And so that's why he's the only one that can get the glory out of what we look to do for the kingdom of God. Amen. But when we talk about God-sized dream as it relates, I want to first talk about just as it relates to our church, and then I'm going to talk about as it relates to you. I looked at some stats in, in Philly, and Mike, if you just go to the next screen if you can, uh, and, and um, I looked at some stats in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia as of now has a population of 1.5 million people. That's not a lot of people. That's really, you know, I come from New York City, so New York has 8 million plus people, not including Long Island and, and upstate and all the other ways, just the city alone has 8 million people. So you talk about Philly at 1.5. That's baby population compared to what I'm accustomed to, right? And, and that's nothing, right? So 1.5 million people, uh, I think we can touch 1.5 million people. Okay, come on, I, I need y'all to, I, I think we can touch 1.5. That, that, come, come on, I, 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 need, I, I, need, I need some God-sized faith in here right? We can touch, th thank you, Jess, I, we can touch 1.5 million people. That's not a lot of people, right? I know it seems like a lot, but it's not a lot of people. Uh, uh, colleges and universities, there's 25 colleges and universities in Philadelphia, not in Pennsylvania, it's in Philadelphia, 
25 colleges. That's a lot of colleges and universities. That's a lot of harvests on those colleges and universities. A lot of harvests. Uh, and then to top it off, 30 million people visit Philadelphia on an annual basis. So you got 1.5 million people here, Jackie, but you got 30 million more opportunities to tell people about Jesus. See, it's all, it's all how you look at it, right? It's, it's all your perception on how you look at it. Uh, 30 million people who come from around the world to see a crack bell need to know about Jesus. I mean, that's how I see it. I just see it, Christy. That's how I see it. It makes sense to me, right? Here's an opportunity to send them back to uh, wherever they come from, Europe, Africa, Asia, wherever they come from, uh, telling them about Jesus, right? Uh, uh, go to the next slide for me, Mike, real quick. Um, so that, 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 those are some great stats, but people below the poverty line, this is scary, out of the 1.5 million, there are 395,000 people who live below the poverty line. Out of that, 123,000 of them, thank you so much, sir, 123,000 of them are kids. I mean, you, and you see these, I mean, kids, not like, you know, 17, 18, we're talking about kids, 123,000 kids out of a population of only 1.5 million people live below the poverty line. 210,958,000 ,000 households with household incomes have household income between zero and 25,000. Now, we're not talking about people making salaries, household incomes, right? So uh, we're talking about the entire house brings in between zero and 25,000. 210,000 households. And, and how, how can we come to church and feel comfortable that we did our prayer duty or we did our worship duty and go home and come back next Sunday when people are dying every week, right? You, th this can't be handled in, in regular church setting. This has to have a God-sized dream. Come on, I need you to get this. You, you need a God-sized dream to address this. Uh, uh, 15 to 20% of adults lack basic literary skills such as reading a newspaper. I mean, so, so 15 to 20% of the population in Philadelphia cannot read a basic newspaper. And, and only a God-sized dream can address these things. Uh, 2016, they had over 1,000 people that died from drug overdose in the year 2016. Uh, and if you've stayed on top of the news, you realize that drug overdose in Philly is really bad. The heroin epidemic, they call it, is really bad. And so, and so when God has a situation, he always plants a seed in the middle of the situation. Okay, come on, did you get with me? I'm going to talk about you in a minute. Let's just talk about the city for a minute, will you? Uh, 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 anytime there's a problem, God always finds a people. When the people of Israel were in captivity, God found a man by the name of Moses. And he messed up and disrupted Moses' life in order to address a situation. Come on, come on. And some of us, God, just rearranged our lives, Sister Chris, just moved things all around. And you say, I don't even know how I ended up at RCC. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But God, you are the answer to a problem. Come on. And, and, and when you think about it, when you think about it, what an awesome opportunity that God thought enough of you, Sister B, to be an answer to someone else's problem. I mean, with all the problems I got, I would need somebody to be an answer, I would think, to my problems. But God said, no, 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 you, you, I, I'm going to work on you, but I need you to be an answer to a bigger problem that's going on. I love this scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18, out of the message. He says, if people can't see what God is doing, 
they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I mean, this is a powerful scripture. Uh, you may know the scripture as, without a vision, people perish. Right? Right? That, that, that's how you know the scripture as. But he says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves. Not When the city can't see the hand of God moving, then there's no hope. But when they see that God is in the city through you, come on, working through you, the Bible says they attend to what is revealed. So if we can reveal God, then people will pay attention to God. But because they don't see him, they can't pay attention to him. And they can only see him when we begin to do what he's called us to do. When we begin to solve the problem through a God-sized dream. Through a God-sized dream. When we begin to address the issues through a God-sized dream. He says, until people can see it, they will continue to stumble because they don't have any idea where God is. But when we begin to present Jesus to people, they will attend to what is revealed and they will become blessed. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, 5 through 6, I'm almost there. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. This is going to be our key scripture for a couple of weeks. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Man, I, that, that right there we can underline and go home. I think, I think that right there says it all for all of us, right? Uh, don't, don't try to figure out on your own. I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you tried to figure out on your own and you wish you knew this scripture? <laughs> he said, trust God. Don't just trust them a little bit, but you got to trust them from the bottom of your heart. And he says, don't try to figure things out on your own. Don't, don't, don't even try. He says, but listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Man, I love that scripture. Listen for his voice. When you're at work, listen for his voice. When you're riding the train or in the car, listen for his voice. He's always speaking if you're listening. He says, stop trying to figure out on your own. Stop trying to answer your own questions. He says, listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go, and he's the one who will keep you on track. So God loves you so much that he tells us, listen, I'm going to keep you on track if you listen. If you listen to my voice, I'm the one that's going to keep you on track. I'm the one that's going to make sure. He says, I'll speak from behind you and say, go left, go right, go straight, stop, move. Acknowledge the Lord, the Bible says, in all thy ways, and he will, what, direct your path. So when we talk about God-sized dreams, first for our church, and we talk about God-sized dreams for you, I love this quote that says, exponential growth begins with exponential thinking. If you have a pen and paper, you want to write that down, take a picture, do something. But exponential growth begins with exponential thinking. So you can't have exponential growth. If you can't grow, and we're going to talk about exponential growth in a moment, you can't have any kind of growth if you, don't have, if you have limited thinking. And nothing is more frustrating than a person who has a God-sized dream talking to someone who has a carnal mind. I mean, that, that, that's a rough conversation to have, right? Uh, uh, because they're looking at their resources, and God says, According to the other scripture, oh, we lost our screen, all right? According to the other scripture in Proverbs 3 through 5, he says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own, but listen for God's voice in everything you do. Don't try to figure it out on your own. He gives you permission to lean on him. So exponential growth 
begins with exponential thinking. Uh, the definition that I came up with exponential thinking, I want you to write this down. It said, setting goals so big, exponential thinking is setting goals so big, so far beyond anything that you've ever attempted before. Exponential thinking is setting goals so big, so far beyond anything that you've ever attempted before, that God has to take over or you fail. I mean, that's some good stuff right there. That's good. Yeah, that hit me too. Exponential thinking is setting goals so big, so far beyond anything that you've ever attempted before, that God has, has to take over or you fail. So when we talk about exponential thinking as a church, exponential thinking as an individual, as a Christian, he says you have to, to think exponential in order to get exponential growth. It has to be so big, so large, that it invites God to take over because if he doesn't step in, you're going to fail. I mean, that's pretty big. That goes back to have trust from the bottom of your heart with everything you do with God. So God is challenging you today, what, what, what kind of exponential thinking can you do for the kingdom today? What, what God-sized dream has he put into your heart to do? Uh, are, are, are you still just doing, if I could just touch one person a year? That's, that's not exponential thinking. Come on, if, if I could just do my little part in the restaurant, leave a flyer. That's not exponential thinking. Come on, and I know we've said that for years, you know, it sounds cute, it sounds churchy, but it's not kingdom thinking. I, I, if, I, if I can just feed one person a year, just two, three people a month, I'm happy. No, no. H how about feed a whole population? That, that's exponential thinking. That says, if God doesn't help me do this, I will fail. Before, it, it's got to be God. How, how is he going to get glory with you accomplishing things in your own strength? Come on, how else can he get glory? He has to give you something that's bigger than you, that's larger than you, so that when it's all done, you can't take any credit for anything that has happened. You have to say, I didn't do it, it was all God. It was all God. I, I, I didn't build this, God did it. I didn't get this recognition, God did it. It was, it was, all, it was all God. It was all God. I remember when we were in New York and we were doing youth ministry and we had a young lady who was, um, I'd be careful what I say because we, this, is, this is recording, we're on podcast and all that stuff now, so you know, you got to be extra careful, no names. So, uh, so, so she was the least likely candidate uh, that you would think that would be a person of influence because, uh, and, and she'll tell you, wasn't the most educated person. Uh, but Pastor Rick was mentoring her. She was a young lady. She was, had a heart after God. But, but God began to use her in her area uh, in, in Far Rockaway, and she began to gain influence until politicians began to call her to come to meetings. This was the least likely person. But when we started talking to her about the kingdom and thinking outside of yourself, and just being obedient to the voice of God. God is a master at taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things. Come on. He, he masters in that. He's a specialist. He always takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things. I mean, what would your life look like if you let God come in and take over your ordinary life? I know you think your life is all great, but your ordinary life. 
I know you think your life is the bomb and nobody's living better than you, but believe me, compared to if you gave it to Christ totally, what would your ordinary life look like if you gave it to him to make it extraordinary? Exponential thinking, setting goals so big, so far beyond anything you've ever attempted before that God has to take over or you fail. When I think about RCC and the vision we have for RCC, I remember looking first at, when, I, when we first started the church, I remember going and looking at some statistics and saying, oh, they only have 1.5 million people. We can do this. And some people, when I told that to, it scared some people. Oh, a million people. I said, they, we didn't going to have a million members. I said, but we can touch a million people. Come on. I, I, I said, I'm not trying to have a million members, but we can touch a million people. I mean, that... that Four million people went with Moses out of Egypt. Uh, come on, come on. Uh, exponential thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we can't do it our own church. Some of y'all say, Pastor, drink that Kool-Aid. There's only 20 of us here. I, I mean, I, see, you, you look at that numbers. You look at that numbers because numbers tell you it's your own, your own process, your own strength. But exponential growth and thinking. It's, uh, Moses left Egypt with four million people. Four million people. He left Egypt with four million people and had the responsibility to get them from Egypt to their promised land. That's no joke. And he didn't have no special structure at that point. His father-in-law had to come and help him set structure. Or he said, Moses, you're going to die because these people are complaining. Watch this. Not only did he leave with four million people, he had to hear complaints from four million people. Uh, 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 come on, come on. Uh, not only did he have to hear complaint, I mean, Rob drives me nuts. I mean, I can't imagine four million people complaining, right? Not only that, he had to feed four million people. When they got thirsty, Moses. I'm thirsty, Moses. What are we going to eat? Moses. When we were in Egypt, it was better. Moses. I mean, imagine. I have three kids and it drives me nuts. Daddy, 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 I'm hungry, daddy, daddy. I mean, four million people crying at the same time. If it was just a million people crying at the same time, it's crazy. But what? God had a plan. And Moses had the capacity to service four million people or God would have never called him. God would never give us a desire to touch 1.5 million people if our church didn't have the capacity Well, we must get big offers. No, we don't. That ain't in the money. It's in exponential thinking. Having a dream that's so large that we know if God doesn't step in, Christine, it's not going to happen. God has to step in. If he doesn't step in, it's not going to happen. He doesn't ask you to do it. He asks you to dream it. Joseph had the dream. Joseph, you dream, I'll do it. Moses saw God on the mountain, had the vision of him, but he said, you don't have to do it, I'll do it. He asks you to dream and let him do it through you. Somebody say exponential thinking. Okay, real quick, I want to run through this. My time is running. I want, I want you to write down these several things as far as biblical principles of exponential thinking. So our church is about to embark on, ah, we're back up, great. Our church is about to embark on something that is amazing. And I want you to write this date down, starting September the 17th. September the 17th. Write that date down. This is a date. It's like your birthday. 
Your birthday's important, but this is the most, second important most date. Unless you're married, don't forget your anniversary. All right, this is the third. <laughs> Gotta put things in print order here, right? This is the third most important date that you're gonna remember. Yeah, for this year, thank you so much. We're, we're, our church is gonna be starting a series called Transformed. Come on. Now this, now see, Pastor Rick is kind of because he knows what's coming down the pipe, right? Uh, how God changes us, be transformed by the renewing of man. Now we've talked about Romans 12 and 2 uh, periodically over the course of the year, but this is gonna be a seven week series that is gonna revolutionize our church, our communities, and our city. Somebody say seven weeks of transformation. Come on, seven weeks of transformation. And our goal during these seven weeks is to first impact you and then impact those that are around us in the city. Watch this, it's not gonna happen with regular thinking. It can only happen with exponential growth in thinking. Exponential thinking. If you're not thinking exponentially, you're going to have an issue. But watch this. Like anything, and I always say this, you know, uh, if you go to the doctor, we've all been guilty of this. When I went to the doctor, I think I had some, my, my throat was sore, and they gave me some penicillin. And what does the doctor say? Take all of it. And what do you do? When you start feeling better, you stop taking it and say, I'm going to save the rest for next time, just in case. Come on, you know that's ghetto, but that's what we do, right? You know, I, I'm going to say, and then if it happens again, you go back to the medicine cabinet where it was at, and you say, I got some old prescriptions. See, you did it all wrong. Because uh, there's been times when I stopped taking it, Lisa, and I started feeling worse because I didn't finish the prescription. So, so, so these seven weeks, you have to take the seven weeks. Oh, man, now it's quiet. Look at that. So, so you don't, don't take two weeks or three weeks. Oh, I feel good. No, 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 no. Come on. Because you, you got to take the seven weeks. Look at somebody say, you got to take the whole prescription. Come on, the whole prescription, because I, I, I can't help. Th this is not just like a Pastor Andre idea. This is a God idea for our church, and we want to impact people, and you tell every sinner you know about transformation. Because we all know people who need to be transformed. I'm inviting everybody in my block to church for this. Even the ones I don't know, we're going to go put a, a fly in everybody's box to come out to this. Why? We're, we're, we're even doing mail. We're mailing out over 5,000 postcards to make sure that people know that, that, they have, that God still transforms lives. God still transforms lives. So watch this exponential thinking real quickly. I'm almost done. It says, one, exponential growth is possible. These are, uh, I'm going to give you 10 quick principles for exponential thinking. One, exponential growth is possible. The Bible says in Genesis 47 and 27, Thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt in the region of Goshen. There they acquired holdings or property, were fertile, and multiplied greatly. Egypt settled, watch this, and because they began to trust God, uh, uh, the people of Israel settled in Egypt, and the Bible says that they begin to grow and they begin to prosper and they begin to expand wherever they were, right? I mean, they, they were supposed to be slaves, but they became property owners. I mean, that's crazy. And they were fertile, and they multiplied greatly. Number two, exponential growth is the New Testament model. All right? The Bible teaches on exponential growth. And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples, what? Multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. So watch this. Yes, we want growth for our church, 
but more than anything, we want Christianity to multiply in our city. Come on, come on. Philly has a huge Muslim population, huge, massive. You see them, but I sometimes wonder where the Christians. Where, where are the Christians? We need multiplication in Philadelphia. We need Christianity to multiply. We're believing God for exponential growth. Come on, come on. I, I need some God-sized people. Uh, number three, exponential growth brings honor to God. It brings honor to God. Isaiah 26 and 15. Pastor Rick, can you just get me a, a towel or something? Uh, Exponential growth brings honor to God. Uh, Isaiah 26 and 15 says, Lord, you multiply the number of your people. You multiplied them and brought honor to who? To yourself. You made the borders of the land wide. So God says multiplication and growth brings honor to him. That's why I'm always pushing RCC has to grow because God gets honor where there's growth. Come on. Anything he blesses, it grows. Anything his hand on expands. It has to. Number four, exponential growth captures the attention of unbelievers. This is one I love. Because when unbelievers see that there's something going on, they want to know what's happening. Right? Exodus 1 and 12 says, but the more the Egyptian oppressed them, the more the Israelites did what? Multiplied and spread. And the more alarmed the Egyptians became. Mother Beth, when they saw how blessed Israel was becoming despite of everything, the Egyptians started saying, what is going on with these people? <laughs> what is happening? We want this gospel to spread through every part of Philadelphia. Come on. And when people start seeing, man, everywhere I turn around, there's some RCC person there telling somebody about Jesus. We want people to say, what is going on over there at RCC? Come on. Number five, exponential growth is caused by God. That means that in all our strength, all we have to do is prepare for the growth. And only God can actually do the growth. Are y'all with me here today? Thank you. We have to prepare, right? So sometimes, I this morning, uh, uh, Big Mike said, do you want me to play the welcome? He said, we don't have any new people here. I said, we're getting ready. We practice it. Roll that tape. Roll the new, yeah, well, hey, well, are you new here? Ain't nobody new here, but should be practicing. Come on, y'all got to see it with me. We're we getting ready for the harvest. You can't practice when it's time to perform. Oh, come on. You don't practice when everybody starts showing up. Oh, people here, what do we, no, no. No, no, you got to do that now, every day. So by the time the harvest comes, be ready. Everybody's in place. Everybody's where they need to be, right? Because exponential growth is caused by God. Deuteronomy 1 and 10, the Lord your God has multiplied you, and behold, you are this day like the stars of heaven in the number. Only God can multiply. Number six, exponential growth is the result of God's blessing. We talk about the blessing all the time here. Isaiah 51 and 2 says, yes, ponder Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who bore you. Think of it. One solitary man when I called him, but once I blessed him, he multiplied. Ooh, this is the beat that's good right there. Once I blessed him, he multiplied. Once God releases his blessing on you, Alex, you begin to multiply. God begins to favor you and bless you, and things begin to line up, and things get in order. Why? Only God can do that, though. Right? Your education can't do that. I have friends who have MBAs, can't find jobs. 
right? Because your education doesn't mean nothing. But I, I know some people who didn't, barely got out of college and got great jobs. Why? Because what? The blessing is on them. They're saved. They trust God. And when God blesses people, they multiply. Woo! Number seven, multiple, exponential growth pleases God. Luke 19 and 17. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are good servant. You have been faithful with the, uh, with the little I entrusted to you. So you will governor, you'll be governor of ten cities as your reward. So when, thing, when, when God gives you something and you grow it and you're faithful to it and it multiplies, it pleases him until he begins to reward you with more. So if we're faithful over what God has given us here at RCC now, God will trust us with more harvests. Come on, if we take care of the harvest that he has now, that's why I'm always, you know, making sure that we try to put things in order. Now that I'm here, it's time to work. Why? Because if God can trust us with the little we have, then he'll begin to give us rulership over cities. Man, I didn't, okay. All right, two, three more. Exponential growth is blocked by unbelief. So we can't have any unbelievers in here when it comes to our assignment for the kingdom. Only unbelievers we have are people not saved coming to know Jesus. He says, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Right? They didn't, they didn't understand when God multiplied the bread and the fish. They, they, they couldn't comprehend it. It was beyond their natural understanding. Their heart was too hard to comprehend the miracle. You can't comprehend a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> you, 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 can't, uh, yeah, you, uh, you can't make sense out of a miracle. Uh, but, but guess what? When people understand the principle of exponential thinking and growth, it's not going to make sense. So watch this. We, we, we're going to be a, a praying church, a fasting church, a church that's diligent, and we're going to look up and we're going to see exponential growth, exponential thinking. And it's not going to make sense to people. Right? How did this happen? Well, it's God. Number nine, exponential thinking is believing God for what? Big things. Thank you, I heard it in the back. Thank you so much, Jess. Big things. James 5 and 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other to God to heal you. When a believing person prays, what happens? Great things happen. When church people pray, believers pray, great things happen. That's why I keep telling you, this is going to be a church of prayer. So what? So great things can happen. We're going to bathe this campaign in prayer. Why? Because we want great things to happen. We're going to stand in faith because we want great things to happen. When believers begin to pray, great things happen. And we're believing God for great things to happen. Last one, number 10, exponential growth begins with exponential thinking. Isaiah 54 and verse 2 through 3 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. When you come to worship, don't hold back. Y'all know me. I don't care. I don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Thank you, Jesus. Your descendants will dispose disposes nations and settle in their desolate cities. He says, he says uh, spread, make room for the growth. Begin to expand for the growth. Begin to see the growth. 
in your personal life, in our church, begin to see it, begin to see it, begin to see it, begin to envision it, knowing that God is up to something great. So what? Exponential growth begins with what? Exponential thinking. What is God calling you to do that is outside your ability? I was talking to somebody this week and they said, Pastor Arthur, you're stretching me out of my comfort zone. I won't say who it is. I'll just look up in the sky. I was like, that's what I do best. If you let me, I, I could do it. But guess what? I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't see exponential thinking in you. God. If I didn't see the potential of exponential growth in you. Huh? Uh, all, all you got to do is start making room. Start making room. Start making room. And let God do the rest. I want you to write these three things down and we're going to pray. There are three components that are going to be necessary in order for you to maximize impact during these seven weeks. Three things. And these three things I want you to write down. We're going to talk more about this when we meet up again. This is going to be life-changing. We've been planning. We're going to continue to plan. We want to get you charged. We want to get you ready for these seven weeks. We want you to invite and if you want us to come out, we'll help evangelize your whole block for you, your two, three blocks. We'll come out because we want to tell everybody that Jesus still transforms. Come on, he's still transformed. People don't know that. You'd be surprised. It's common to us, of course. No, no, no. But people don't know that Jesus still transforms lives, that you don't have to stay like you are. Come as you are and let him do the rest. Well, well, Pastor, I, I'm not perfect. I got a lot of things I got to work on. Come as you are. He never asked you to get it right first and then come to church. If that's the case, he wouldn't have to die for us. He said, come as you are. My grandfather used to say, clean the fish. You got to catch the fish before you clean it. But, you know, people try to clean it while it's in the water. You can't clean fish in the water. You got to catch the fish first, and then we can clean the fish. Amen? Three things uh, that's going to be important. Individual participation. That means your commitment for the seven weeks. You're going to take the whole prescription. Somebody say the whole prescription. Amen. You're going to take seven weeks. Now, I'm the doctor. All right? I am the doctor. Certified by the Lord. My spiritual MD. I have it. All right? I am certified. I'm not a wild buck. We have proper covering. We are in order. We are in alignment. That makes a difference. Didn't pop up overnight. My parents are sitting here. They know I served for, Pastor Rick is in, my wife is here, served in our church for years. Submitted to authority. Come on, come on. That, that makes a difference. Because you got people popping up everywhere that just don't know anything about submission and order and a whole nother conversation. But individual, so I'm a certified spiritual doctor for you. All right, certified. So seven weeks, all right? You got, now that's why I'll be telling you early, so you can pray everything out the way. Pray, pray it all out the way. Get it all out the way. So get, 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 it all, get it all. Watch this, because I want you, if you want to see the full results of this, you have to be committed to it. You got to be committed to it. Number two, group participation. Now, we're going to be having what are called city life groups, uh, one in Jersey, two out here in Philly, where during the middle of the week, we're going to meet and discuss Sunday's message. This is going to build community, and it's going to build a relationship with us upon the body of Christ, and there are people that you can invite to a sea life group that may not want to come to a church building. 
So there may be people that say, you know what, ah, I don't got church. Okay, just come over, get some free food, some snacks, whatever you got to get. You're in and out in 45, 60 minutes. There are people who are more open to that conversation than they are to say, I don't want to go to church. I got to get dressed up, what I got to wear. You know, even though we don't, we don't care what you wear, but you know, people have that, that mentality, right? But if you are part of the group and you are part of a city life group, and you know since we've started RCC, we've been talking about city life groups, but we're going to get this launched off on this series. Amen? And we're going to grow this. We're going to, I mean, I, I don't want to, listen, I, I'm trying to get you to see this little bit I see. I don't want to overextend you, but I'm going to read one more scripture before we go to get your, your mind open. And then lastly, weekend participation, right? That's being committed to the service every single Sunday uh, for the seven weeks, all right? Seven weeks. I want you to be committed. Now, services are going to be at uh, four o'clock instead of the 11 o'clock, all right? Four o'clock. So we, we moved a little later so that you can go eat whatever you got to do, whatever the story is that you need to do. Uh, and the people that you may have that may be going to other churches that may want to come over, whatever it is, right? If you got somebody that clubbed all night, it's too early in the morning, 11 o'clock, I've been at the club all night. All right, that's fine. Well, everybody can get up and be at church by 4 o'clock, right? So, so, and again, it's just for these four weeks, just for these seven weeks at 4 o'clock, all right? Uh, we're going we're gonna to hit seven areas uh, when we talk about transformation, all right? These are the seven areas every week that we're going to be hitting. We're going to talk about spiritual health, physical health, mental health, emotional health, relational health, financial health, and then vocational health, all right? Each week, we're going to hit one of these, and we're going to hit it hard. And, and when we talk about transform, I love this, because if you look at the top, the very top of the slide, you know, things always start off plain and you can't identify what it's going to be. But by the time God gets finished, he always takes something plain and makes it beautiful. You know, that's why I love that scripture with Abraham. When he said Abraham was just an ordinary guy. But by the time God got finished with him, it made it extraordinary. There was something special about him. Right? So when we talk about that, we're going to talk about transformation. What does it look like to be transformed? Right? In, the, in each of these areas, your spiritual health, which is huge. Your physical health. I don't care how spiritual you are. You need to be, God said this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. This has to be in health. Mental health. You deal with your mind, your thought process, right? Your emotional health. A lot of people are emotionally messed up from their upbringing, all kind of things. Emotional health. Relational. Some people in wrong relationships. That's going to be a good one. Financial health. Some people, their money just all messed up. You're not consistent tithing. You're not giving. You got debt up to the wazoo. It's not the will of God that you be in debt, right? Stop ducking your creditors. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Have a conversation, right? Some basic stuff. And there are a lot of biblical principles that deal with that stuff. Oh, you're going to be good after these seven weeks. You, you, after these seven weeks, you're going to be like, I am good. Right? And then we're going to talk about vocational health. Right? How, how, how to make sure that while you're at work that you're representing Christ and what does that look like and what does that sound like? And so each day we're going to be hitting these things, right, and making sure that we address it. Now, real quickly, and I'm bringing, you can close your Bibles, I'm done. We're going to bring this to a close. Uh, there's several things that we're going to, that, that I want to throw at you real quickly. Uh, because the, the effects of this, and I, draw this, I put this little diagram together, that first is going to impact you, then it's going to impact our communities, and third, we want to impact our city right? But it can't impact the city until we first impact our communities. And we, can't, we definitely can't hit our community unless you impact it. Because if I can't get you motivated, forget about it. 
How am I going to get a whole community and a whole city? <laughs> so to be loud because you know I'm telling the truth. How, how, how am I going to get a whole city for Jesus and a whole community for Jesus if I can't get you motivated on Sunday to come for seven straight weeks? I mean, come on. Pastor, I got to go to the beach. Come on, come on, come on. We got, we got people dying. We, 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 got, we got work to do, right? So, so I got to get you impacted. And if you can impact it, you'll be able to impact your communities. And if you impact the communities, then the communities will be able to spread out and impact the whole city. It's only 1.5 million people. Uh, Chris, I, that's all it is. It's just, it's just 1.5 million people. That's not a lot of people. I know for non-New Yorkers, it seems like it's a lot of people, but it's really not a lot of people. That's nothing. Uh, so, so we can do that. But again, it's a process. Somebody say it's a process. Come on, but the only way we can do this is what? We got to have God-sized dreams. God doesn't like your small dreams. He wants God-sized dreams. Joseph told his dreams to his brothers. They got mad at him, intimidated by him. What did they do? They threw him in a pit and said, that's ridiculous. Why? Because he told a carnal mind a God-sized dream. Couldn't handle God-sized. You got to be careful who you tell your God-sized dream to. And when I talk about, when I tell people I'm coming to Philly, they thought I was crazy. They didn't, they, you're going to Philly, Philadelphia, what, that's crazy. Why, why are you going all the way over there? You don't know nobody. I know. You don't have nowhere to live. I know. How are you going to start a church over there? You I, listen, it's just as crazy to me as it is to you. I don't know any, I, I get it, but I know God. I mean, that, that's a, it's a God-sized dream. He's told me he wants to do something great, and he wants to make me a part of it. I know. That's even crazier. He wants me to be a part of what he's doing in the city. I know. He can choose anybody, but he chose me. It's crazy to me, too, but I'm, I'm game for the ride. It's a God-sized dream. So these two things, and we're going to pray. Every week, it's going to be a different scripture that's going to focus on what the seven things we're going to hit. Every single week is a different scripture. So you get a bookmark that's going to talk about that scripture. We want, we want you inundated for these seven weeks. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Ray. We want you inundated for these seven weeks so you understand how serious we are about being transformed. That Romans 12 and 2 scripture is a phenomenal scripture. Phenomenal scripture. The second thing that you're going to get as you join and become a part of the groups, somebody say the groups, is this wonderful book. This is so great. Look at, you can't smell it from where you are, but it's leather. And it smells really great. It really does. And every day, every day, for a couple of weeks, it's day one, day two, day three, it's good. you're going to go through this every single day. And when you meet with your groups, we're going to discuss as a church family what, how this impacted us and hear different perspectives. This book alone is phenomenal. And I'm telling you, the team looked at it, it's a phenomenal book. Uh, and it's going to work through every aspect for you of transformation. Uh, the, the other part that you're going to get, uh, you're going to get this wonderful T-shirt that Pastor Rick designed. Now, this is too small for me, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, uh, this, this is, this is, it's going to say transform. So when we, when we hit the streets, because we're going to be hitting the streets, giving out postcards, talking to people, we're going to have our transform T-shirts to let people know that Jesus transforms, and RCC is here to transform the city of Philadelphia. That's why we're here to transform the city of Philadelphia. And, and so, uh, you're going to get the shirt. Don't worry. They come in sizes because I definitely can't fit this. Uh, they come in all. This is small. 
are extra small to 3X. There's plenty of room for all of us. We all got room to move around in these shirts, all right? Uh, which is phenomenal, all right? So are you going to get that? I, I, I mean, the value here is amazing because we, we sat down. We really wanted to make sure that the team was getting it, um, putting the best package that we could. And then there's transformed cards. So every day, every week, I'm sorry, there's a scripture card that addresses what we're covering that week. Every week. So you're going to focus on the scripture, the scripture that talks about spiritual health. So every week, you're not going to go through the whole thing in, in a day. Every week, you're going to focus on one card scripture that talks about spiritual health. And you're going to digest it. The Bible says meditate on the word day and night. Day and night. You're going to digest this. And the last piece, which I love the most, is that this is for the people that are serious and says, you know, Pastor, I, I want to be transformed. It's a covenant, a transformed covenant. And it says, I commit to seeking transformation in each of the seven key areas of my life. One, by reading God's word and devotional daily. Two, by allowing God to change me from the inside out. And three, by committing to a small group during the duration of this campaign. And we're saying, we're asking everyone that says, Pastor, I know for these seven weeks, I want to see God transform every area of my life. I mean, we're believing God. We're going we're gonna to start to lightly touch some of the college areas. We're believing God for harvest all over the city. And listen, it's a God-sized dream. It's a God-sized dream, but it's, it's, it's possible if he does it. It's, it's so big that if he doesn't step in, we're going to fail. So, hey, I'm making that public. God, you got to step in or come on. Just to motivate y'all, I need him to step in. Just... Just to get everybody motivated, I need to step in. So we're asking everyone that, is, uh, that says, you know what, Pastor, I, I, I'm committed to this transformation. I want to be a part to, to sign these covenant to let us know, hey, I want to be a part of this. I'm going to do this. I'm committed to it. I want to see lives transform. I'm going to tell as many people as I can about this to be a part of it. This is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal. Your life will not be the same after this. It will not be the same. And people that will not come to a regular church service, you tell them we have a special series. They'll come to a series, all right? Because then you just come into a special series. We're teaching on transforms. It's, it's a series. Don't tell them it's seven weeks. Just tell them to come, okay? We'll, 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 get them, we'll get them. We'll wheel them in after we get them here. But just tell them this comes a special. We're starting a series uh, called Transforming Our Church, and it's going to be a blessing to you. And invite, people will come to that. They may not come to it. And guess what? We're actually going to have a band, music. It's going to be phenomenal. She's like, wow, yeah. Special guest singers. I mean, it's going to be, like, it's going to be amazing. We're, 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 not, we're not pulling. But, but listen, it's not, the hope is that, that you will get motivated as a church to see people's lives transformed, to see your life transformed, to see us hit our communities in our city for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. 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 So I'm going to ask this, Laura, if you could just hand out these cards. Next week, we're going to have this. But uh, if, if you are... You say, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm going to be a part of this Transform series. She's going to give you a card. Just write your name down because we're going to uh, be doing something special with this set up here at the end of service. Um, everybody but the team members can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, everybody but the team. So we're going to be pulling on some of you. Some of you that we've already spoken to about stepping up and helping, and some of you we're going to be talking more uh, about. But, you know, Jess, let's give Jess a – Jess has been spearheading this whole thing. You, you guys have no idea how much work she's put in. You have absolutely no, no idea. How many meetings? 
100 meetings a week. I mean, she is relentless. She calls me and says, Pastor, did you do your assignment? I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'm doing my assignment. She's relentless. She is on it. And uh, let me tell you, she's committed, she's dedicated, and uh, she, she took on this big assignment, this big, big assignment, because there's a lot of moving pieces to it for us that you just see, oh, just a couple of us, but to really get it and make it work, there's a lot of different pieces to it. So, yeah, yeah, so just write your name. We're going to have the covenant stuff out, but if you say, Pastor, I, I, I want to be a part of this Transform series, I want to see my life transformed. Don't worry, uh, we're not going to be coming to your house about, where you at? Don't worry, it ain't none of that crazy stuff. But you say, Pastor, I want to be a part of, of being transformed. Rob, you need to put your hand up right now. Give Rob a card because <laughs> Rob is transformed. You did? All right, I'll give him another card. All right, okay. All right, so how many people are blessed by the word today? 